Blog Talk Radio. He's a 50 percent. 
Yeah, okay, okay. Let me, <laughs> let me put it like this. All right. It doesn't show a lot of times. I'm just going to put it like that. You know, there's a, high, uh, there's a lot have to do with McVeigh, you know, the wrestling system. Yeah, he actually put him in a system where he put up some good numbers. But the issues with Kirk Cousins is the turnovers. He turned the ball over in the wrong time. But he was the show tonight is not about Kirk Cousins. But what I'm saying is McVeigh's bringing this over from what he had in Washington. His offense is more of a spread. Get the ball, get the ball out the quarterback's hands real fast. Um, look for a lot of big deep uh, plays. But also what we saw in this training camp, we saw a lot of crossing pass. And the thing of it was, what was shocking to me is I'm sitting here like, okay, dear God. We watched Jared Goff. We studied him. Jared Goff was struggling with crosses. Um, Chuck, did you see that as well? Man, he was struggling like somebody didn't prepare for that. Just he just he didn't. I won't say he just looked horrible, but to me, he he missed a lot of reads. He threw like they ran a crossing routes, and maybe maybe they're gonna be McVay's game plan. Because maybe he knows the limitations of golf right now. He wants to take them along slowly. But the backup quarterbacks that were there, we also watched them as well. And they also find different receivers um, along the sidelines, down the field. And Jared Goff was the only one. I counted, Nick. He threw that cross route four times. He probably only got 11 or 12 snaps. But the third time, he just went down to the cross route. Then he had a couple other passes that were just bad passes. So overall, I was impressed with Jerry Goff. Not in the league, they made me kind of worried. Rams fans, especially because when we were there, Rams fans, you guys are great. You already know you fans of the Nikki Show that the Rams fans, you already know we love you. But we got to interact with a lot of Rams fans at the training camp. So excited for this team and their team, and they were just cheering Jerry Goff every time he threw the ball. You know, people were coming for the and they think their God is going to be there soon. They couldn't be first from the truth. I mean, he, he looked bad, dude. I don't think it's going to be a good year for their God at all. Even if it starts, you have to question Nick Betty. If game one, a regular season, Jared Goff is the starter. I would have to question the, the – <laughs> I really don't have to question Betty. And I like Nick Betty. He's a young dude, youngest NFL uh, head coach. Uh, we saw him out there. He has a lot of energy running around. Rams should be excited about McVay. But if he puts Jared Goff out there day one, one of the things, either he's insane or two, they're because of terror. All right. That's how you feel. But here's my thing, Chuck. I hear what you're saying. Your backup is terrible. I can't say that because Sean Mannion, you know. No, I didn't say they were terrible. I said, I'm just saying Jared Goff is starting day one. Then the backup is terrible. Or McVeigh either, either that, or McVeigh made a poor decision. I got, I got you on that. But we saw Sean Mannion last week, and Sean Mannion actually threw some good balls. Starter. I, I can't say he's a starter, but he looked like a starter out there. He looked like he knew what he was doing. He looked like he has played in the NFL game. But I'm like this, man. I gotta get on Les the general manager of the Rams, because. You're going into your second year. You know what happened last year. You know, Jeff Fisher got fired. The offensive line was terrible. And you out there and got Andrew Woodworth, who looked dominant last week in uh, <laughs> Trader Kale Chuck. I know you want to comment on him. We were watching that battle between him and Robert Quinn. Robert Quinn got shut down 99% of the time. Robert 
Queen got him one time. Maybe, you know, maybe Whitworth on the took a playoff, but man, majority every single one of them snaps except for one. Nick and I was watching it, and Whitworth was shutting down Robert Quinn except for one where he got pressure on the quarterback. But Whitworth, that was bringing him in, was a great move. People think he got overpaid. He did not. They paid him whatever it took for him to leave Cincinnati where he played his entire career to move out here. And he, by far, is going to be their best free agent move. Yeah, Whitworth looked like a beast out there. But what I'm saying is I got to get on me because I applied to for bringing in Whitworth. So what I'm saying for that, protecting his blind side, the left side. But here's my other issue. That right side, uh, got a little issue right there. I mean, uh, you know, uh, Mom Brown, he's a little banged up. You know, we watched him a little bit. He's a little banged up. Hopefully he can stay healthy. But I'm not sold on him at that right tackle spot. But for this offense, they're going to have to run to the left side. Just run behind work with Todd Gurley. But when I'm getting back to what I want to get back to with Snead is that where did the wide receiver help? Because you pay to bond off of like he's a number one wide receiver, and he only gives you, what, 58 catches with an eight-point uh, something uh, average. I mean, under 10 yards for, uh, you know, 10 yards an average. I mean, come on, man. That, that's pretty bad. You're giving this guy top dollars. For that little subpar performance out there, I mean, come on, man. I mean, yeah, I understand he's like a human joystick, but you got to use him more. I mean, you know, get him. This is the ball in his hands a lot. He needs about 12 to 13 targets a game. I'm serious, man. You're paying him all that money, you need him to ball more. Then Robert Woods, you want to pay him big dollars like you know on wide receiver as well. So in free agency, you bring him in, find him to a much contract. If he only had 51 catches last year in Buffalo, you're going to pay a number two receiver like he's the number one wide receiver. And I understand about some of the guys you drafted in the draft last year, Earl Cooper. I know he got to step up in the second year. He looked good. Yeah, he looked good. Uh, Cooper Cup, you know, looked good as well. I mean, you know, a lot of Rams fans are saying he's going to be the next great white hope, the next Wes Welker or or, uh, <laughs> or Amazon or whatever you want to call him. But he looks solid. I mean, then you got your boy Nelson Spruce, who Chuck was getting on me talking about. Why are you up here looking like he's a model, man? I think he real good. <laughs> you remember that? And uh, and then you got Bradley Marquez and Paul Roberts. So there's some, there's a lot of talent, but there's really no number one wide receiver. And I feel for a young quarterback, he needs all the proven. You understand what I just said? The word proven wide receiver, he can get all the help he can get because right now they don't have a proven number one. Robert Woods, Devon Austin, more like number two receivers. Therefore, it's going to be a struggle for God. <laughs> it is. Yeah, and, and this is the reason you need that solid number one wide receiver. I know fans are like, why do you keep saying, oh, you know, Tavon Austin is the number one wide receiver. Blah, blah, blah. What's so important about number one wide receiver? When it comes to playing defense, like the team that have those dominant number one wide receivers, I'm talking about the Angles with A.J. Green, the Falcons with Julio Jones, the Cowboys with Dez Bryant. Um, you know, list uh the Giants with uh who, what's your boy name? Which one? Odell. Odell, yeah, yeah, Odell. With Odell, so those teams that have the number one wide receiver, the opposite, the opposing team, their defense, their number one corner, their best corner is gonna be on that guy. And not only is their best corner gonna be on that guy, the defense, uh, secondary, the safeties are gonna focus on him to shut down the number one wide receiver, which opens up opportunities for the other wide receivers on the field. The Rams had a true number one wide receiver 
like a Julio. They ain't even got to be a Julio. It could be 85% of Julio. And just a very good one wide receiver. Then the defense is going to focus on him. And guess who, what, what opens up for Tavon Austin? Tavon Austin to get those 12, 13 catches Nick was talking about. They get those opportunities to earn that money. But when Tavon Austin is supposed to be your number one wide receiver, he's five, five nine at best. Like, uh, he might be short of five nine. We saw this dude in person. He's very, he's not very tall. He's very quick, got that speed and everything. But they put the number one corner on him, and they can focus on him and take him away. So then, Beryl Cooper and uh, Cooper Cup, all these other guys going to have to open up or whatever. So, that's why, that's the importance of having a number one wide receiver, man, is that it opens up the field for the rest and makes your other wide receivers uh, better. It gives them better opportunities. And then when you start opening up on the receiving end, the running game, you know, the running game gets help and the tight end gets open. It just opens up a new amount of things for the offense to do. But we don't have that true wide, number one wide receiver. You're going to be hurt. And the Rams going to be hurt because they ain't got no number one wide receiver, even though they paying Austin. Like he is, and uh, yeah, so all right, all right, enough of these rails, man. Let's get some of this NFL that's going on right now. The crazy thing about training camp, I know for a lot of fans, and, um, you know, a lot of team uh, general managers, this is a time where you just hope you can make it through camp healthy. But unfortunately, this is a game of football where injuries do occur, you got some fluke injuries do occur, but man, today, whoo, man, I, I just feel bad. Yesterday, besides the injury news, but the Jacksonville Jaguars have some surprising news that their left tackle, who they acquired in the trade uh, with the Dolphins for pro bowler, left tackle Brandon Pruitt, he comes out and announces that he's stepping away from the game of football. It's surprising to Tom Collins and the Jag organization because they were counting on him to be the starter at left tackle, but uh, fortunately, you know, big props to Tom Coughlin and his draft strategy this past draft. They did go out and draft Alabama tackle Ken Robinson in the second round. Well, I was one of them guys. I didn't do that, but I'm not going to harp on that. But Cam Robinson, man, he's ready to start. I mean, the question is, I think he's ready to start, but the way he's looked so far, where Jack's training camp, he's looking good. So he's going to be in church for now, starting at the So Cam, he's ready to get get up to par, Blake Bortles, blind side, because this season for Blake Bortles, everything depends on you protecting him and also on <laughs> Blake Bortles be able to uh, turn those interceptions because I saw like I was at Ramsey camp. Um, you know, I got a message on Blake Bortles and uh, scrimmage <laughs> gets his own defense through five picks. <laughs> five <laughs> picks already on the first day. I said, damn, Blake is getting Bad already, man. One for the time. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I'm not going to play Boyd with the bus, but you better turn it up, man. You need to step up. That's what you You better be ready. Also, other uh, type of news Ryan Clay announced that he's stepping away from the game of football after nine years. So, yeah, that, that, that was surprising as well. I mean, it was actually surprising seeing Ryan Kate, Ryan K, uh, Clayton not getting any work because uh, he's actually still a good serviceable. Uh, left tackle just needs to stay injured. I mean, stay, needs to stay healthy. So, big ups to him on a good career, solid career. So, big ups to you, man. They're going to your next adventure in life. Now, as far as the end news, I see my Giants. And I was thinking to myself, I said, what? I 
card off. They practice. I was like, oh, come on, man. Don't me. What? What do you do? So good news is that Sterling Shepard does have a little ankle sprain. He actually rode his ankle in practice today. So he's going to be fine. pretty much listed as a today. Um, so tomorrow night, we have football. And yeah, nah. I know football was back, and it's Cowboys and Cardinals. So I know you went to training camp on Sunday. These Cowboys, I couldn't join you, but it was at training camp. You were doing something more important. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was doing something more important. So, Chuck, for tomorrow night's game, I mean, you got to see some of these Cowboys players. Who are you looking at? And, like, what position? What key players are you looking at in the game? How do you, what, what players that, that, that you saw Sunday? Because I know there were some players you were telling me about, you know, when you were talking about when you did the show. Nah, he was good, he was good, blah, blah. You think these guys are going to be a transfer how they look on the field in practice? So tomorrow night, I know we may be seen, but you tell the fans, players, that you keep eye on. Well, before I get into that, let me just go ahead and, and talk about, uh, you know, the former – I guess they drafted him in the first round, right? Last year, you know, the former Notre Dame who had an excellent college career, and unfortunately, um, you know, he had a great injury. Uh, but the Cowboys took a, took a chance on him, drafted him in the first round, uh, used last year to cover. And I saw him in person in training camp. And I have to say he looked good. He looked good, Neat. I think Smith is going to be that. I think he's going to be a good, good player, you know, maybe even a great player. But he looked good to me. Uh, they kind of – they didn't really hold him back when it came to drills. He was on full goal in drills. Uh, but in terms of practice, he wasn't one of the starters. He went with the first team defense. Uh, so I think they're going to slowly try to move him in to, you know, full, you know, that full contact. I don't know what limitations they have on him. But Cowboys fans, you should feel encouraged uh, because coming from Chuck, Jalen Smith looked, looked really good. Uh, he looked healthy. I don't know how healthy he actually is. Uh, but – that kid is going to have an exciting, bright future. Cowboys should be excited. And Sean Lee, I got to say, Sean Lee, I love, I love Sean Lee. I already love Dez Bryant because of the way he practices. He gets out of slack from the, you know, the media, but I don't, don't like the media anyway. But Sean, Sean Lee, I love the way he practices. I mean, he was intense. Uh, he was getting on, I believe it was number 43 or 48, whatever uh, linebacker. Who has the numbers in the upper 40? He was getting on them bad. I think dude was a rookie or something. The guy wasn't finishing drills correctly, and Sean Lee was just all up in that booty hole, telling him, "Yeah, get right, you know, do it right, run with the ball, you got to hit." Yeah, so I love the way Sean Lee. It's so great to see that in person. Uh, Sean Lee is a great player. Obviously, he's been fighting, you know, injuries over most of his career, but we know the state linebackers, man, they're gonna keep bouncing back, and Sean Lee's. Should have a great year as well. But in terms of this first preseason game, who really looked good to me, who I didn't really know who he was, was number 81, Andy Jones. Uh, Andy Jones looked real good to me on those one-on-one drills with uh, wide receiver defensive backs. Andy Jones, number 81 wide receiver. I'm looking for big things from him. Uh, You know, he's his senior year um, in the league. Uh, Let's see, what did he do last year? Uh, He didn't catch anything last year. Uh, So, I expect him to make a big leap forward this year. He's 6'114 pounds out of Jacksonville. Um, so look out for 
Jones, now 81, and when he go out there and do some things, I'll be like, ah, oh, yeah, Chuck, I knew what he was talking about when he came to that. Yes, sir, I did. Um, that offensive line, as we know, because the Cowboys offensive line has, I think they're being slowly dispatched. Uh, what we about the Eagles offensive line, some other offensive lines. Yeah, Eagles and Raiders offensive line, man, are, are coming up for that round. And unfortunately, I think I was going to lose that donation as being the best offensive line. You know what? They still top three. You know, that's still damn good. You know, Ezekiel Elliott still look good. Um, but if I had to pick one player, I see Amy Jones is got to keep your eye on. I think he's going to make some moves, and I look forward to what he does tomorrow. All right. So let's talk about these Cardinals real quick. Because they have your former Cincinnati quarterback. It's been a few years. I know it's been a few years. But before we get into talking about Cardinals, Chuck, I just got to ask you this. Do you think Carson Palmer is a whole thing? No. Matter of fact, hell no. What kind of question is that? <laughs> well, I'm just saying because I know we don't pay attention to the media. Super Bowl ring um, and Super Bowl trophy 
and my answer may be different. But this is now, August 2nd, 2017, 724 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. Hell no. <laughs> All right. So that's a hell no. Vote for Carson Palmer and to the NFL Hall of Fame. All right. Now, one of and I like Carson Palmer. Don't be twisted. He served my Bengals well. Many years I defended this guy, but the Hall we can go on that big rant how we feel about the Hall community now. Uh, but we won't do that. But yeah, that's my boy. I love Carson Palmer, but no, he doesn't deserve to be in the Hall of Fame. All right. What I'm keeping my eye on for in this game, Cardinals Cowboys game, is I'm looking at these Arizona Cards because that front seven is dominant. They have some good players on that front seven. We talking about, you know, they are beginning. They draft. I definitely want to watch him. I want to see my boy Scoop right. Uh, I think he can make an impact with defense. Uh, hopefully, he can have a great season. He will find a chance to uh, find a roster spot on his team. Uh, also brought in former Steelers, Jarvis Jones. Uh, man, you got Chandler Jones starting Jarvis. I'm up, man. Woo! Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm making some see right there. Um, also, uh, I want to see Booty. I mean, I was big as he coming out of Washington, the free safety. I want to see how he plays tomorrow. I'm sure he's going to get a lot of run. And I'm also looking at that right corner spot. Who's going to step up and start opposite Patrick Peterson? I mean, Justin Bethel. You got Brandon Williams, and then they just signed a uh, long journey, journeyman, Tremont Williams. Hopefully, they'll have to start his ass or even, like, put him at nickel because Brown fans, they already know he's burnt coat. He gave up that ass quite a bit <laughs> last year, and you already know, man. You already know uh, Bruce Arians doesn't play. I'm sure he probably after he gives up a long deep ball. So, you know, hopefully Tremont won't have to start much or actually play much <laughs> this season. He can come in maybe on a – on the uh, third and long, third and 27 or something like that. <laughs> but, yeah, so we'll see. So, Cardinals, I think they're going to have a good season. Defensively. Like I said, man, there's a lot of key names and key pieces in this defense. Like I said, they just got to grow up. Like I said, Hassan Riddick, got to see how he does. Jarvis Jones, are you going to get your career back on track? I mean, you know, a lot of Steelers fans look at you as a bust. So, hopefully, man, you're coming over here playing under Bruce Arians, man. Hopefully, you know, that can jumpstart your career. Another draft is getting more. I don't want to say he looks well. So, I think the Cardinals are going to be okay. I mean, What's I'm, your thoughts on Robert? I mean, it's it's up to him, man. It's not my thoughts. I mean, it's up to him. I mean, does, I mean how much passion does he have for the game? I mean, he has a lot of off-the-field antics. It seems like I kind of getting his way. I mean, I heard of the rookie season. He's kind of a little bit lazy a little bit out there. So, I mean, Robert Dietz, man, I mean, there's been a lot of questions about him. Even when he was coming out of college, you know, a lot of people question his heart. His heart for the game, nobody. My thing is, when you're playing for Bruce Arians, you can't wait. I mean, Bruce Arians is one of the NFL um, best head coaches out here. I mean, I would love to play for the guy. I mean, remember we watched All or Nothing last year. I mean, one of the very first episodes, he was already cussing. He was just going off like, you know, talking about you think you're running this, you ain't running shit. You know, he was just going off. And that's what I love about this dude. If somebody parked in his park over there, that, got cut. He got cut. He got cut out. Yeah, there he man. You know, he's looking old Nicky Chuggles like, I got to use one of their lines. He got cut out. That's what he did. He gets cut that real fast. Um, and DT, man, sky's the limit for you. I mean, seriously, man. I'm looking at that D line. I mean, Frosty Rucker. I can't believe you're fucking man. Still playing in this league, man. Excellent draft. Yeah, yeah, he's still playing good. And then you got Corey Peters at the nose tackle and then at the right defense end. You got Josh Foster 
So I'm looking like a robber, man. The second team right now, so I know you got a good shot. But also, before we end the show, because we got in the middle, left, um, there was some other bad news. news I want to get to out of Chargers camp. Man, their guard for Lamp, who I was high on, that's how we're high on. Man, the right guard, he tore his ACL today in practice. Out the season. But good thing is the Chargers had a strong draft. Dan Big on coming to Indiana. He's back up. He will probably be seeing. Starting minutes right now, good chance to start. So hopefully, if he's ready to go, he can come on in and step in there and start. Also, news out of Houston: uh, wide receivers uh, training camp is their wide receiver youngster. Um, what's the kid's name? Will Fuller uh, broke his collarbone today in practice, and right now it's projected he's going to be out two to three months. That hurts because when you're talking about the quarterback position, the young quarterback needs his uh, all the talent needs his receivers out there. So right now, this is big for James Strong. He has a good shot to move up the depth chart and maybe come in there and start. So that being said, fans, enjoy football tomorrow night. First game is here. Football, team playing next week. Neat up. See you guys next week.